Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goodbye, University. Welcome, everyone, to our April Money Aligner practice. Before we talk about what we're doing this new month, I thought it'd be fun for everyone to share how March's practice was treating you. In fact, I just posted in the forums kind of as my little kiss goodbye to the March practice of letting money off the hook. I don't anticipate that that's one I'm going to continue on a daily basis anyway through this next month, but I did enjoy it for March. And Nancy, I so loved your most recent post there. I really, really enjoyed that. So anyway, if anyone has any thoughts they'd like to share about how March's practice was treating them, I'd love to hear. I'd like to share. This is Brittany, the magician. Oh, thanks, Brittany. Hi. So I was practicing self-love as I realized that all the things I wanted kind of added up to self-love. And Mm. so I just kind of let go of of focusing on money and just started doing things that I enjoy doing, like playing music. Um, I started meditating, doing more spiritual work because that was what I wanted to do. And reading was a big one for me, too. Um, and it's just felt great. I can't, I, I'm not sure. I mean, the money has been there regardless. So that has been nice to just know that like, it's, it's almost like every time I check my bank account, like there's enough. Um, and <laughs> cool. it just, you know, it's like, I, I dragged myself out of some contrast, I think that I was feeling in January and February and like March started to get more in alignment again. So Sweet. that has been a really good practice for me. Wow. Well, I just love that you chose self-love, and I'm a huge fan of that practice. I'm positive it is serving you in all sorts of ways, not just financially. Thanks for sharing that, Brittany. Wow. I kind of wish you'd have shared that at the beginning of the month, because that would have been a good one for me to practice, too. Mine was focused more on success and accomplishment and comfort and satisfaction, but boy, to be activating self-love feels like a powerhouse practice. Yeah, it's been like small things, but just big, big feelings. So that's good. Right on. Brent says in chat room, he's been enjoying lots of adventures, including gifted concert tickets with meet and greet, a new computer set up without a money exchange. Right on. That's great to hear, Brent. Um, I know for my own practice, especially this last week, it wasn't something that I was doing necessarily every day i was probably doing it like uh i'd probably do it two days and then skip a day and that's not my favorite way to engage a practice i like to be more regular than that but i do love that i wasn't like obsessed about it that i wasn't beating myself up for not being more regular but march's practice felt like one that was a little tricky to remember to engage regularly so um, in fact, April could be the same. We, so we probably are going to want to share some strategies about how to make sure that we are regularly plugged into it. Anyone else have any comments about their March practice before we dive into April? Hey, can I just say that I'm really good at visualizing now? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Ming. But we'll hear from Ming first. So you're getting better at visualizing? Yeah, I think I'm really, really rocking it now. So what does that mean? I'm two months behind. (laughs) So maybe, what, in two months' time, I'll be taking money off the hook? I think for me, taking money off the hook was a little difficult for me. I mean, I don't know, because I think I was getting confused with not thinking about money, and because Mm. I think about money all the time, I wasn't sure if I was really taking it off the hook, but I wasn't having any problems bringing money in, so, but... um. Anyway, I I just wanted to share that the visualizing has even gotten even easier, which is <laughs> which is good for me because actually when you were talking about it in January, I didn't think it was something that I could master. So I'm pretty excited about it actually. Well, yay for that! I and I agree with Nancy in chat room. I don't think there's any such thing for us to be behind, but maybe practicing the order that serves us best. So kudos to you. 
Who was chiming in at the same time Ming was? It was me, Diane. Diane, thanks for um, joining us for our call today. Let's hear from you. Yeah, I had a huge course correction. I love getting money off the hook because I realized that I was spending a lot of time working on trying to manifest immediate money instead of going for the long term. My big goals, which are very clear, my future self is very clear, I know exactly what I want. Um, so I was um, able to just let all of that busy work go and just focus on the future. Mm. Mm. Wow, that feels like it gives a nice um, shift in perspective as far as the power of it goes. Yeah, I loved putting money off the hook. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Right on. All right, well, thanks for sharing, you guys. And again, for anyone who feels inspired to continue that practice or anything we've already done, please honor your inner guidance. Um, I don't have any specific thoughts about why it's important to only do one or which one it should be or that we should all be doing the same one because it makes us more powerful I feel like we each know what's best for us, and the smartest thing we could do is to honor that. And that applies to what we're up to in April as well. So let's start with a quick reminder about what we're up to. This is our Money Aligner series at GVU this year where we do the day-in, day-out practices that require our financial realities to shift. And we're playing with a different habit each month, not because the individual habits or practices or the order that we do them in are what matters. It's just because getting habitual about manning our vibration is what makes the difference. And so far we've played with, uh, in January, we brought the vision to life, or if you're Ming, you did that in March. (laughs) Um, In February, boy, we appreciated money instead of worried about it. Uh, Can you hear the smile on my face how much February, how well that served me? That was a good month for me. And in March, we were letting money off the hook and giving ourselves what we really want. So this month, I have a whole new approach for us to play with our money vibe. And this one, I believe, is going to instruct universe better than any other we've engaged so far, that we are rich and having a blast with money or whatever it is you're creating for yourself financially. So let's dive right on in with it. What I want to share about it first is that we often approach manifesting our money like this is where we are and this is where we want to be. Like I'm kind of struggling with money right now, but I want to create it where I don't struggle. I want to have plenty. I'm I'm here in this place, but I'm looking to get over there, whatever here and there are for you. And, you know, we're doing these things that are going to help us get there. And I'm wondering if you can see how that consciousness is part of what keeps us where we're at because we know where we are. We know it really well. And we're coming from that place in order to get somewhere else. We know where we want to be. And we hopefully, we believe we can get there, or at least we're willing to try, but we're still here in the meantime. And that is part of what keeps us put, knowing where we're at, even while we're working our LOA magic to get somewhere else. So this month's practice is all about coming from what we want. I'm talking about nevelizing our money. (laughs) And I have a funny feeling that this might be one of those practices I do for the entire year. I really think it's a game changer. So let me expand on it a little more. In fact, I'll even quote Neville on it. In Neville's words, you could think of it as simple as assuming the state. Um, what The words that work better for me are to think of it as feeling it real. I'm just going to be that person that this is already true for now. Like I'm going to treat it like it's a done deal already. Not that this is somewhere that I, I'm going, but this is already so. I'm here now. In fact, this isn't even acting as if. This is living it. It's declaring it done. Basically, what we're doing is adopting a new identity, the identity of someone who already has the financial reality that we want. I don't know if Janet's still active at GVU, but Janet Dalglish's work on identity shifting comes to mind here. So there's what we're doing with this is there's no more wanting in our vibration. It's just pure having. It's done It's here. It's real. It's now. I will quote Neville. Uh, He says, you can play any part, be it a rich man or a poor man, a beggar or a thief, the known or unknown. Once you know they are only parts, only states of consciousness, 
I re- I'm reading this quote wrong. Let me start over. You can play any part once you know that it's only a part. And he expanded in there, say the part could be rich man or poor man, it could be beggar or thief. But if you don't know this and are not willing to give up your present state or your present part, you will remain there looking at your desire and not from it. You can become what you would like to be in the twinkle of an eye by the simple act of assumption. Neville uses that concept of assuming it quite a bit. And I think you guys know what he means by that. Conscious creators also know the power of offering that signal. I don't think I needed to elaborate on how well the universe responds when it gets that vibration from us. When it gets that kind of um, that kind of instruction, it it scrambles to prove us right. But I think what is worth elaborating on this call is how to do this. Not why to do this, but how to assume the state. Because we're not just imagining what it's going to be like when we have the money and the freedom and the abundance. We're being that now. We're being the person who has that now. And I'm not saying this, I don't mean to dismiss the power of imagination. That is a huge, huge, huge power. But this practice takes it a step further, probably like 10 steps further, where we adopt that vision as our present reality. We just decide that it's done. We know that this is how it is for us. Not this is what I'm creating or where I'm going. Not this is what's happening next. Because all of that still has threads of, of our present circumstance in it. Instead, what we're saying is, this is how it is for me. I am this person now. This is my bank account. This is my life. This is who I am. And we say it like we want it, like it's a done deal. In fact, let me just click on, I want to give you guys this link in the chat room. And anyone who's listening to the recording, I will include this on the page and in our forum thread for April. He has a, and Nancy, you've quoted him before on this about the story of Neville's brother, how he had no money, no prospects of getting any, but he had a dream. He dreamed of owning a building which housed the family business. And twice a day on his way to and from work, he would stop opposite the building which occupied the entire block at the widest area of Main Street. And there he would imagine seeing the words, Goddard and Sons on its marquee. He persisted in this act for two years when one day a total stranger bought the building for the family, trusting them to pay back over a period of 10 years. That building, which became the foundation of our family's growth, started in my brother's imagination. Having nothing on the outside to turn to, my brother had the guts to imagine and believe that his imagination would create his reality. Today, I don't think you could buy this family out for multiple millions because their gross business last year exceeded $30 million. Okay, that kind of seems to me like he was using the power of imagination there, not so much assuming it as a done deal. And it might seem like a subtle distinction, but I think it's a powerful one. What, what He goes on to say in this article, oh, well, actually, this isn't Neville, this is someone else writing about Neville's brother, saying that he assumed the state of business owner, and part of that state involved owning the building that would house the family's business. He, he writes, don't just dream about the building or the thing, dream about your role, the part you wish to play, dream yourself into the business owner, the family man, the beloved one, the healthy one, whatever it is you're creating. Imagine how the new you that you have chosen to be is a blessing to other people, just like the business Neville's brother held in mind. If you're manifesting a building for a business, imagine the jobs created. He still is talking about imagination here, but he says, Im- imagine what it is like to see from those eyes the eyes of the successful businessman. And when he, he, they talk about how to apply this teaching, that's really what I wanted us to focus on in this call was just to get some really nitty-gritty details about how to engage this practice because this is a big one. This is not for everyone. I think it helps to be a savvy, confident creator to do this one well. But hello, all my best stuff always worked when I was just playing around with it. So, uh, But I wanted to read this from that same page. Um, they talk about remembering when, like playing with time really is what we're doing, knowing that everything already exists. Time's just a big fat illusion. So all we're really doing is choosing a different point in the stream of time to feel this reality, to acknowledge it as so. And he invites us to ask ourselves, how well are you coming from the state of the wish fulfilled? Reminds me of Wayne Dyer's book. Wasn't it, didn't it have that title in it? 
soon yeah, wish fulfilled? Yeah, he actually wrote it. He actually wrote it based on Neville's material. Yeah, so do you remember the title of it? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it was Wish Fulfilled. Wishes Fulfilled okay. or something like Wish that. Wishes Fulfilled, yeah. And yeah, it's he based says, on Neville's phrase, assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled, which is Neville's yeah. way of phrasing it, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. He, he writes, the more that he, he invites the question, how well am I coming from the state of the wish fulfilled? The more you notice this, the more you will find yourself living from that ideal state. Okay, that's what we want to do, you guys. Live from our ideal state. He says, the more you notice it, the more you will find yourself living from that ideal state and manifesting what you truly want in life. It works, it works, it works. So when I was asking myself, like, what, what are the things that work best for me in how to practice this? This is, these are three tips that help me embrace what I want as if it were a done deal, a.k.a. the Nevelize it. The first one for me is to find a way to anchor into it. And those of you who've been listening to me for any length of time know that I like the words to do that. I use the labels so that the story of myself is easier to remember and to practice. Finding the right words helps me be that person now. And I usually use a label rather than an I am affirmation, although you guys know I'm a big fan of those as well. But whether yours might be something like debt-free with fast-growing savings or seven-figure business owner or financially free I, I don't know what words might capture what it is you're looking to create, but you might find that pictures work better or symbols work better for you than the words. For me personally, it's the words. When I find the right words, I can plug into that thing much easier. And the way I find the words, remember our January practice of bringing the vision to life. Put yourself in that vision and and just pay, listen for how you describe it. What What are the words you use to sum up that experience. Those could be the words that help you be that person who already has it now. So that's one of my favorite things to do is to anchor into it. For me, it's it's using words and I use a label. But another tip that helps me is to engage it throughout the day because this isn't something that you just write down, tuck in a drawer and forget about. Like we're going we're gonna to come from this place. We're going to live from this place. Not a place that we're getting to or that we're working on creating, we're going to live from it now. I'm not saying obsessively every waking moment of the day, but as much as you can without making it hard or um, stressful or unfun. But I do it by incorporating that reality into my self-talk about how things are for me. You know how when like you pause to take stock of where you're at in the day, what you're doing and what's next? I just like to work this in there. Like, you know, just to remind myself, this is true now already, this is so. And I also like to make a point of noticing who I'm being in the way that I'm conducting myself throughout the day, the decisions I'm making, the way I'm reacting to things, the things that I'm thinking, and I can maybe help remind myself to do that with the sticky note, with the question that might just ask, who are you being, or who are you? That could be the catalyst for to remember to be the person in that reality now. I also like the idea, of right along these same lines, is letting the contrary thoughts be my trigger for remembering my new truth. Like whenever I feel myself or notice or I'm aware that I'm I'm thinking or feeling the current real-life reality rather than the one that I'm living from this month as I'm nebulizing this thing, I could use that. I could let that be my trigger, that awareness, to plug back in to who I'm being now so that universe is getting the signal that says it's already done. This isn't something Jeanette's working on. That already happened. The third tip that helps me, this one might be worth spending some time on because I know a lot of people get hung up here and that's to not get hung up on the contrary parts. Like when those parts of life make it really hard to stick to it because the reality is just so different, we just want to hold it really loosely at times like that, not challenge ourselves to try to make sense of it. For example, I'm doing taxes this weekend and those numbers likely aren't going to reflect the person that I'm being this month as part of our money aligner practice. But I'm not going to get hung up on it. I'm just going to deal with it and not make a big deal about it. Kind of like 
So the same way you might play along, like pretend you're at work, pretend you're a woman who's pregnant and you're not telling your coworkers because you're not ready to quit yet or to let them know. And so maybe you're in a conversation with people who are making plans for such and such project and who's doing what. And you know what? You're kind of playing along because you're not telling anyone yet that you won't be here. You'll be on maternity leave. So you know better, but you're not going to ruffle everyone's feathers by announcing it. So you keep it to yourself. That's like one way to think about it. Or like when, you, oh, I I bought an elliptical online recently, and uh, it was a great deal. It was a really great deal. And everyone loves everyone loves a good deal. Okay, does a does a truly ridiculously wealthy person? That's not my label, by the way. I still have to figure out what mine is for this month. But um, when it seems like you're doing something that the rich version of yourself may not do, you, it's easy to explain. Well, it can be easy to explain. It doesn't have to feel as contrary as you might think that it is. Okay, everyone likes a good deal. I'm still rich. In fact, this isn't even a contrary action. It totally goes together. It's because I'm so responsible with my money that I have so much of it. I don't know. But I know this is a thing that some people, they'll abandon this practice because their real life just feels too contradictory. So I would invite you to get creative about how you fit it in with your new reality or at least minimize the time that you spend on the contrary reality. <laughs> Like if you have a job that you know you would quit when you're financially independent and you're still going to this job every day, maybe you could just explain it to yourself like, well, I promised I was going to stay on until they got a good replacement. Or you could just imagine that you're the nice person who gave them lots of good notice and you're just finishing out your last days before you're gone for good. Or I might imagine, you know, I'm just doing this until I find my next fab gig because I don't know for sure what I'm doing next. Yes, I got a whole bunch of money in the bank, but I'm still going to do something every day. I'm just filling time right now. This isn't the job I have to go to for money because I have the money. I have plenty of money. I'm just going because it suits me until I figure out what's next. Something that, that helps make it fit in, right? So it's the story that we tell of ourselves that we're looking for this as an opportunity to tell universe a new story of how it is, not just what we're creating or what's coming next, but how it is. Um, and I want to invite everyone that, um, you know how when you know something, you don't have any anxiety about it anymore. I just want to make sure that no one engages this practice with any stress or tension. So it's like um, this isn't something we're trying to do or get good at. It's just it is. It just is. We're not engaging this practice with any level of tension or hope it works. We're just doing it because it is. This is how it is. No ifs, ands, or buts. We're doing it in a calm, confident, reality sort of way. This is how it is for me. We're not shouting it from the roof, rooftops. We're not dancing in the shower every day about it. It's just how it is. That calm, confident knowing. And yes, it feels good. And yes, we appreciate it. But we're not trying to fly, flow like the super high level of excitement about it on a day-in, day-out basis because we're used to this. We're wealthy. We're rich. That's how it is. The sun comes up every day and the sky is blue. That's just how the world is. It's a simple fact. Yes, it's cool, but it's also very expected. I've gotten used to it, right? That's what I'm looking for. I've gotten used to it. <laughs> this can be a tricky practice to embrace, so I don't want you to make a big deal about it or make it important. Cut yourself lots and lots of slack while you're playing with it and getting better at it. And most of all, let's not make this hard, you guys. Let's play with it and have fun and feel the power of it. But I'd like to ask you guys if anyone has any questions about how to do this. You guys, Everyone has done this before, right? Yep. Right. Nancy, yep. I've definitely done this. And in fact... Nancy, can you expand? Mm -hmm. I see your comment in chat room about the quantum possibility that you've chosen. That feels like a really fun way of thinking about this. Can you speak to well, that? You, so I come from the understanding that um, the world is full of infinite possibilities and mm -hmm. from my worst nightmare to my greatest dream. And I get to choose which one I give focus to. And so I get to choose this new reality and then live from it as if it's a done deal and it's already taken care of. And I had shared, I've shared the story before at, on GVU about, um, it's like almost 10 years ago now, 
um, maybe a little bit longer, that I decided that I wanted to get solar panels on the roof of my home. But the cost of the solar panels was substantial. It was going to be like $35,000 to buy these solar panels for my house. And the thought of the money kind of freaked me out, but I the idea of having solar panels on my house generating electricity just it lit me up, literally. No, no pun intended. <laughs> it just got me excited, and I, and so I decided to focus on that and n leave money, get, take money off the hook. Just not even focus on money. Focus on um, the part that made me feel good. And so, you know, I did the usual things. I did, you know, affirmations and visualizations. But I also recorded my own um, guided meditation where I put myself through, you know, a relaxation, got into a relaxed state, and then I would walk myself through these little montages of me, you know, walking around my neighborhood and looking up and seeing my house from a distance and seeing the solar panels on the roof or standing in front of my house and looking up and seeing the solar panels on the roof and knowing that they were generating electricity for the house. And... um so I would listen to this guided meditation every night as I fell asleep. And um, so long story short, the, mo the money came. I got the solar panels. They were installed. When they, when they were installed, the installers took some pictures, and they put those pictures on the front of a binder that they gave me that, that was for, um, you know, kind of the warranty and the guide for how the system worked and the whole thing. And so I just kept this binder uh, with all my records. And when I got ready to sell my house, I pulled this binder out. And I'd never really looked at the photos on the binder but there, right there, one of the photos was me standing. It, the, the installers were up on the roof, but they had taken a picture of the uh, perspective of the solar panels. And just past the panels, down on the ground, was me standing there on the ground looking up at the solar panels. <laughs> <laughs> just like I had had you know, scripted and talked about in the guided meditation that I listen to every night, you know. On that journey, so yeah. I I love this as as an example of how we might each do this differently. Because I'm imagining, if I were manifesting solar panels, I would probably like as I'm sitting here looking out the day at the beautiful sun out there. I would I would remind myself, oh, and I got solar panels up there working for me. I like did, just, I did the same thing. I did the uh, same right thing. I I'd, I'd walk along, and all of a sudden, I would just kind of like look up and think. Isn't it nice to know that the panels are generating electricity right now? Isn't that cool? And then I and I'd only do it. Talk about easy. I only did it for like you know ten seconds, fifteen seconds, and then what right about on. my day? You know, I didn't make it hard. The only thing that I did consistently was listen to that guided meditation as I fell asleep each night. Well, what I like about is how you were remind. Well, when you typed in chat room about quantum possibilities that reminded me of how Neville said you can play any part, rich man, poor man, beggar, thief, you could play any part once you know that there are only parts, uh, that there are only states of consciousness. If you don't know this, you're stuck in yours. But when you know that you could choose any part, then I'm going to choose the part of the person who's got solar panels or the person who has the bank account or the income flow or whatever it is that I'm manifesting for money. That's that's the part I'm going to I'm – not, I'm not just playing it, though. I'm going to be it. This isn't something that I take off, that I, that I only play with when I think about it. This is who I'm becoming. And the more that I can be it, the more universe has to make it so for me. This is a powerful practice, you guys, and, uh, and it can be tricky. So I want to speak again to give your, cut yourself lots of slack while you're getting the hang of it, this is one where you will get quick traction. Moving through the learning curve, it will happen the more that you continue it. So don't be discouraged if it feels really challenging at first. It's worth making your way through that to the place where it becomes more natural and easier to adopt and to know about yourself. And you guys know how we do this. Like, oh, you know how we re we ha we we're talking to ourselves all day long, like. Oh, I might be reminding myself, 
Oh, yeah. So today is Wednesday. That's right. Saturday, I've got such and such. And Sunday, I go to mom's for brunch. And I got to remember to take those spices. Da, da, da. You know, we're t- we, we got this self-talk going on. All we got to do is incorporate in there. Oh, yeah. And isn't it cool how? And we just put that the parts that that we're manifesting. We just include them as if it's already so. I do this through a lot of self-talk. But, Nancy, I I in the example that you shared, it felt like the visuals were really powerful for you. Uh, yeah, and I, I just know for myself personally that, you know, the guided meditations work really well for me, and mm-hmm. I know how to record, I know how to write my own and record my own, and so it's easy for me to do that for myself. But other people might find it easier to do it in meditation, or they might find it easier to just do, you know, short little visualizations throughout the day. And wasn't somebody sharing a book? Was it you, Jeanette? You were sharing a book on, um, on GVU called It Works, where you just write down what you want and then you look at it three times a day, and that's I it. think someone else was sharing. I hadn't. I don't think I'd read that one yet. Was that the Red Book? Maybe it sounds familiar, but I don't think it was me. I can't remember the name, the the thread, or what it was. But they just they mentioned the book, and it was just you write down what you want, you read it three times a day, and that's it. And for some people, you know this getting into the feeling thing, they might just do it a few times a day and then be done with it and go about their day and, you know. So So, all of us are going to approach it differently, I think. uh, Yeah, and I think that's important for us each to customize it because part of me is thinking, if if I'm being the person who already has the deed to the property next door and the income flow from the business that I'm creating – then what am I doing listening to this old meditation? <laughs> like part of me would be like, this is old news. Yeah, this is how I got there, but it's already done. Yeah, this is a this is a done deal. And others might feel like this is my best way to plug into it. Like this is what connects me in a really powerful way to that state of being. This yeah. kind of reminds me of Jackie Gates' um, work. And we have a lot of calls to support this type of um, practice. We we LOA did one, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, LOA nesting could be one. I was thinking of her, like um, you know, her acting experience, how she learned how to get in character and be in character, and uh, she's done some. Jackie Gates has done some calls for us on that subject. I know that we also have. Ooh, I think I I might even have it in a browser window. I have some blog posts on identity shifting, and. I do have a link to a call. It was on. It's called LOA. It was our LOA topic of the month on identity shifting. I'm putting it in the chat room here. I will also include that on the page for the recording and in the forum thread. I highly recommend anything Neville to inspire you to this practice. I really don't think there's anyone as well versed as he is in inspiring others to engage this. Um, and. This doesn't require a lot of study. This is it just requires practice. <laughs> so whether you're doing it through a picture or through a word or an affirmation or just a feeling state, however it is that you find a way to live there now, be the person who already has this that this is already true for. You will find that your thoughts are different, your actions are different, your decisions are different, your feelings are different. Kind of reminds me, remember how all, I talk all the time about how when I was manifesting a size six, I would ask myself throughout the day, what does a size six girl have for breakfast? How does a size six girl answer this telephone? Does a size six girl ha- have a shower or is she going to take one later? How does a six girl, size six girl walk up this path? So I was constantly using that question to engage the energy of what I wanted as if this were already true for me because I had recognized I was going throughout my life like a big girl. I was feeling like a big girl. And when I feel that way, I'm reinforcing that, that nothing else can manifest. So in order to feel it different, in order to manifest it different, I have to feel it different. And I did that by being it different. That's what I want us to do with our money this month. Thanks for the link, Nancy, for... Oh, that's for Jackie's nesting call. Yeah, that might that might help some people be it now to change some things in the environment, but that is different than the than the um character the acting calls she's done for us. 
Anyone have questions, comments, tips? Anyone else who's done this maybe can share something that's worked well for you? I know Thanks. from my – oh, go ahead. Is that Ming? Yeah, I was just going to share my little fun little private plane story that's actually, I think, getting closer to me. So mm-hmm. it's kind of – it's kind of doing – actually, it is actually doing what we're doing in April. So um, I've been my playing with this whole – I was watching this TV show where this attorney was on a private jet, and she's given a job and, and uh, with the, basically an open, wide slate. And I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, I want to be on there. I don't know why. I just said, I want to be on there. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it. Then it, it showed up again. So I kept thinking about, well, why do I want to be on this? I said, because it's going to make my life easier. So my friend and I, we can take Jesse and Lucy, our dogs, we can go somewhere, and we don't have to go through the airport. And I had all these reasons why, and it just started getting – so I was thinking this is like anchoring it, like you were saying anchoring it. Then I was like, I'm going to start getting this thing closer to me. So I started looking at pictures on my Pinterest but I started thinking about it more and in just engaging it, and it started to feel more real to me. So then I thought, okay, so this is here's your engaging it throughout the day. I started talking about it. I started talking about it to some friends, and they and it, they were like, oh yeah, Ming, I can see you on that. That's cool. I mean, it wasn't like they were. It wasn't even something that was so crazy out there. <laughs> so then I thought, okay, let's bring it even a little closer. How about I actually look it up online and see how much it would cost? So I, I was thinking, well, I hope I don't actually have to talk to anybody. But I thought, well, okay, let's just do it. So I Googled it. I thought, okay, I picked a date in June. I want to see my friends in L.A., so let's see. How much would it cost to fly from Gate Harbor, Washington, to L.A., California for this weekend in June? I picked it, blah, blah, blah. This guy named Ian Greenberg, which I thought was so cool, his name, he writes and he goes, oh, me, that would be about, $26,000 for the four of you. I'm like, $26,000. And at first I thought, that's a lot of money. And then I thought, no, no, let's think about it some more. So I rolled it around my head a little bit, $26,000. And then I just started, you know, imagining it. That's not a lot of money. That's nothing. That's just, I can make that easily. So it's not. So I made the, the number just started to feel smaller to me. Well, then I was telling my friend about it, and she was like, well, let me look. She finds the same flight, private jet, for $8,000. And we're like, oh. And then I remember mentioning it to Jeanette. Jeanette's like, look, it's already getting closer to you. And I was like, <laughs> yes. So then last night I had my friend over, and we're talking about traveling, and he was, like, telling me he was going to go here, he's going to go there, and have you ever been there? And I'm like, yeah, this is such a freaking long flight. And I said, hey, how about when you go on my private jet? And I said it to him like I had it, like it, like it was just not so much. And you know, and he looked at me and he goes, "Would you save me a seat?" I go, "I know, right? I think I should get a six seater." And he didn't even flinch. I mean, he didn't look at me like I was crazy either. So I think that's like what you were saying, engaging it as you're talking about it, Jenna. I'm like, I'm doing this. This is gonna happen. Yes, I travel by private jet. That's how I roll. I like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You know what I was going to say, Ming, was that I know from my practice last month where I was relying on my memory to let money off the hook, and frankly, the posts in the forum are help are what help keep me connected to this practice. Doing this party with you all is why I'm better at this, which is why I wish everyone was doing a self-love thread because I'm still trying to get 40 days straight in. I missed another one the other night, so i got to start over again. Anyway. Uh, the question, I might put a sticky note maybe in a couple of key places, maybe on the refrigerator, maybe on a bathroom mirror, maybe on the office computer. i got to find my words exactly, but I'm going to do it by imagining what I want, imagining that's done, and and listening for how I think about it. Like, how do I sum this up? How do I describe this reality? Whatever those words are, I might just put a little question mark on the sticky note or a question that says, um, how does whatever it is do this or are you being – I might use a sticky note as my trigger and finding those words to help create the anchor for this energy. So um, anyone have anyone see any obstacles to engaging this that would be helpful for us to cover that we haven't already? I have some questions. It's Diane. Oh, Diane, hi. let's hear. Sorry. 
Uh, I'm just kind of a literal gal. So I'm like, okay, well, this is a money aligner. And um, so I automatically think, okay, am I making money goals? Like, I, I, I just wanted to clarify that. And then um, share some more suggestions of titles that we could use. Let me ask, okay, yeah, Brent's got a good question in the chat room too. Let me ask you this, Diane. Did you, when we, we did our January practice of bringing the vision to life, did you have a specific vision then? You don't have to say what it was, but whatever you had when we started, you could use that for this month's practice as well. I, Although, I don't remember what specifically I was visiting in January. Oh, um, yeah, you yeah. might want to do that. Yeah, some clarity here so that this this will be really powerful for you in April then to have a very clear instruction to universe of what you are ordering up. I remember hearing, I've got seven thoughts in my head right now. I hope I can even remember three. Abraham said recently to someone, when you only sort of want something, it's kind of hard for it to get here. That strong desire along with strong belief, those are the two successful keys to manifesting. So getting clear on that desire, one that you really truly can get behind, yeah. feels I'm, really helpful for this month in particular. Okay. I wanted to so I'm super clear on my future vision. Very clear on my future vision. Okay, so. before okay, I'm glad you're there. Let me put a little pause on your follow up question because I wanted to say I was as well. And then I read a newsletter from Gina Gabellini the other day where she invited hang on I know where it is dang it I think it's still in my inbox let me just scroll down oh here it is okay she had a couple of tips for this is on attracting clients and she invites you to make your client goal much bigger than you need for example if you were shooting for five clients make it 20 if you need to bring in 3,000 this month decide to make it 10 this will shift your entire thought process about who you need to be thoughts you need to think and the actions you need to take you up your game across the board that spoke to me for some reason the idea of make going way bigger and i remember this from her coaching where she really invited to go to the extreme big version of what you wanted because if you fall a little short it's still going to be super freaking cool i that was one reason why i was considering changing what my what my the vision that i was playing with in january I might do April's practice with something different in mind because of that tip from Gina. Oh, yeah, I only remembered two things. There was another thing I wanted to share as well, but I forgot. Okay, and then, Diane, you wanted – and I know someone else had a question too as Diane was talking. We'll hear from you next, then we'll get Brent's question. But, Diane, I think you wanted to elaborate on specific practices. I don't. You don't? Examples of titles. Oh, examples of titles. Yeah, so I I remember a while ago, I used to, oh, in fact, here was an example I heard from someone recently. Oh, it was from Gina, actually. Uh, she She was working with her business mentor, and someone had asked a question. They were in a group of people, and she answered it, and he said to her, he said, the reason you answered that way is because you're thinking like a six-figure business owner. And I got the impression she was manifesting a seven-figure business. She didn't say that. But what he meant was you're thinking small. If you, if you want to be a seven-figure business owner, you need, to, you need to think like one. You need to be that one. So that label for her might have been seven-figure business owner. I'm making some of that up just from the part of the story that she told. Mm-hmm. But like the same way I used size, and and I I've told the story many times about how misguided it was for me to be manifesting a size six. That's ridiculous. What I really wanted was body love. I wanted to feel good about how I looked. Because even after I dropped weight, I still felt like oh, just a little more, and then I'll like it. No, what I wanted all along was to like it, not to be any particular size. It's ridiculous. At the time, though, what I was playing with was the label was size six and I, there's nothing wrong about any desire we have we could we get to do whatever we want so don't let any judgments ruin your party for whatever you can get excited about if it's a specific amount of money instead of a feeling have fun with it i'm not going to be lecturing anyone about how oh what you really want is da, da, da. no i'm playing with this my own self so 
Um, I think yeah. I just, um, thank you. I think I have to find something that excites me. Oh, good. That's a good sign you're on to something good, Diane. If you feel some excitement around it, that's so much easier to manifest than something that doesn't have that energy flowing in it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. I did wonder when I was thinking about how many people have the, the goal just to get rid of the debt, like they just want to get out from under the payments. And I know a lot of conscious creators would advise against using a label that has the word of what you don't want, like debt. But for some people, it might feel the, the phrase debt-free might feel really empowering. So just pay attention to how it feels to you. I wouldn't get too hung up on the words. Um, and some people might not find words do anything for them, that they, it really works a lot better when they have a picture of something. So I, that might be... That might be true for me on the property next door. I don't know. I've got to play around with that. Someone else was asking a question the same time Diane was chiming in. Who was that? With me. Hi, this it's uh, CJ. Hi, CJ. Nice to hear you. Hey, I, I came on the call a little late, but I picked up on what you were talking about. Yay. I came in right when you were saying, Jeanette, um, you're talking about playing with time. And, you know, I love that concept. I've been <clears throat> playing with that for years and it reminded me of this uh this book i think it's called the pathway to prayer <clears throat> where this woman was sending somebody reiki at six o'clock or four o'clock and she forgot when it was six o'clock but she still received the healing and that mm-hmm. just my mind i mean that was like <laughs> isn't it fun I, I love that so i i connected that today to um i said oh we could do that with this and I thought, um, you know, maybe about a year ago, there was some, one of those situations where someone had said, oh, that's okay, you could wait to pay this off, and you can wait, and then one day they went, did I say that? No, you, you need to pay it off all now, and I didn't have it, so I had to get a loan, and I thought, well, during that time, instead of saying, oh, I, you know, I didn't have enough, I, you know, I had to get a loan, um, I could shift it to, how cool is that, that I have this extra money to play with, because <laughs> I could... <laughs> <laughs> you know, more of it at any time, and I could pay this back at any time because I I just got this extra money so that I could play with it or something. Right on. So it was a right good on. idea. Use again. Love that. <laughs> you know what you're reminding me of, CJ? Um, Barbara Clark has an evening scripting call planned later this month, and she had listened to some old ones recently, and heard some of the things that I had scripted. And the scripting party is where we just talk about what we want as if it's already a done deal. We're sharing our good news with each other. And she was telling me about how many of the things that I had spoken about (laughs) had happened. Just, you know, because I share so much. So so Barbara knew enough to know, this stuff you were scripting last year, Jeanette, all of it's happened. (laughs) She said, you got to go back and listen. I love the power of of our willingness to put ourselves in what we want as if it's already a done deal. When universe gets that signal, it's, it, oh, and Brent, this might speak to your question about how, how is, you said, that's a fair question because even listening to um, Neville's take on it or someone's take on what Neville said sounded a lot like just using your imagination or just visualizing. But the way I feel this differently is that I'm being the person that this is, where this has already happened. There's no distinction. There's no gap between um, between what I want and where I am. I'm just someone who decided it's so now. It's This is how it is now. When I'm visualizing something, it kind of feels like I'm maybe getting around, like that's going to happen. I'm conjuring this. This is in the works. But when I'm deciding this is how it is, there's no gap anymore. This, like... I'm in that timeline where this is so. Um, oh, Jeanette, uh, I, yes. this is Nancy. I just want to add to what you just said. When I do this, I find that any anxiety that I had about that desire dissipates. Wow. Okay. You know, because cool. it's done. It's done. Like, why would you, you wouldn't be fretting about it? Because it's already done. It's taken care right. of. Right. And right. and if you can go back in your own memory to an experience like you were looking forward to something, whatever it is, a new car or getting paid or, you know, new clients or whatever it is, and you think about how you behaved once you'd gotten it and then, you know, we're doing things like cleaning the house and making food and, you know, going about life, it's just as you said, there isn't like this 
you're used to it. it there isn't this, um, you know, over-the-top excitement. There's just this kind of calm, and there's no anxiety, and, you know, it's just kind of a peaceful state. Yeah. Um, you, you, we've, uh, we've all done this before. Like, remember when you graduated college, but for like the first week after you graduated You'd wake up in the morning and think about, oh, what class do I have? You know what? You don't have any more classes because you are done. Or when you get married, (laughs) you'd wake up and for a minute uh, forget that there's a ring on your finger. Or when I moved houses, uh, you know, I'd wake up, but before my eyes were open, I would forget that I wasn't in South Jordan anymore. I'm in my new place. I'm in my new neighborhood. That that's and and how you'd remind yourself, oh, that's right, this happened. That's the way I practice this with what I'm creating. I remind myself, oh, yeah, that happened. Because sometimes it takes a minute to remember the cool mm-hmm. thing that happened in your world. And you know what? That, that happens with the bad thing, too. You know, it's the same process when I remember, oh, I don't have that dog anymore. But but that that way we have to remind ourselves where we're at in the timeline, <laughs> we're just using that to our advantage here to offer the signal to universe that it cannot resist when it hears that this is what happened for you then it's got to make it true it has that's when i said i'm a brilliant coach in high demand and i was living as if that were the case my dad would ask me to lunch i had nothing on my calendar no one was booking anything with me i was completely available but i would act as if i'd be like "Mm, let me check my schedule because i'm a brilliant coach in high demand i'm booked all the time it's going to be a miracle if i can make it time for my dad Okay, yeah, I guess I can. <laughs> but I'm squeezing it in instead of, yeah, I'm available. Uh, I have a I don't question, know. Yes. Uh, which Sean. kind of links into that. Sean, yes. Nice to um, hear you. Thank you. Yeah, um, you're suggesting that as part of this process, yeah, we, we talk about it. And I'm just pondering how important that is because, okay, you know, if we're on a call with Barbara doing the scripting thing or whatever or here – we talk about it as if, you know, as if living as if it is, I'm living it. Fine. But, I mean, I don't have people in my kind of physical life, really, um, with whom I can do that. And, I mean, I have tried that a bit. I'll say things like, oh, yeah, I've got quite a lot of clients online now or, what, or whatever. And, I, well, okay, I'm not saying it wholeheartedly because I'm, I'm already um, expecting a particular response, which is, that's not a good example, but it'll serve for the purposes mm-hmm. of, of what I'm trying to say. Um, because they're kind of, no, you don't, or whatever, you know. Um, they, there's a very negative vibe going on. Mm. So, so it actually, it, it's, it makes it worse, really. You know, it, it does the opposite of what I'd like to do. So, so surely, um, so is there something I'm missing here? Because what well, I feel at the it, moment is I, I feel I have to be, careful who I actually I, I agree. speak this to. Yes, I absolutely agree, yes. You you want to okay. be very discerning about yeah. if you will let anyone in on it. I think this can be a really powerful thing to share to ourselves. Nancy, I see you in chat room responding to it. Do you want to share your thoughts? No, I was just agreeing that I don't speak to anyone who's not in, a, in alignment with what I'm creating, and that mm. might mean that I'm talking to myself, that I'm in my own home talking to myself or my own car or I'm talking in my own mm. mind. If, if there's other people in the house and I don't feel comfortable speaking out loud, then it's a conversation I'm having in my mind. That becomes very insular, doesn't it? That, that already for me that becomes sort of squashing it up, which is quite the opposite of what I'd want to do, which is expanding it, if I'm simply you know, talking to myself. You know, that's it's the way it feels to me. Yeah, but, and maybe you have to play with it and, and see for yourself. Yeah, that, it mm. might be worth experimenting. I'm remembering mm. how when I was building my coaching practice and I was being the coach who already had all the clients, uh, I didn't talk to anyone who knew me, but to strangers, I would practice saying, like at the makeup counter, when someone ah. said, "What do you do?" I would practice. I would practice it with someone who didn't know me. But to anyone oh, I who love did, that idea. Yes. Yeah, I didn't. Yes. I didn't go anywhere near it with anyone who, like, because I, I didn't. <gasps> I didn't want to risk their reaction, making it more challenging for me to feel the truth of it. But a stranger, they wouldn't question it. Because that's really playing with it, isn't it? You know, because you know, what does it matter to them? And you can have fun with it that way. I like. I really like that. I'm going to do that. 
Thank you. Yeah, okay, right. And I, I really like Nancy's tip to experiment with it. And I want to remind everyone that if this practice does not, if it is not lighting you up, play with something else, either one we've already done or one you wish we would have done. Follow your guidance about what's going to serve best because, again, it doesn't matter what we do. It only matters that we're doing what we know works on a regular basis. We do not want to be the conscious creators who know that how the world works. We know what our powers are and never engage them. Engaging our powers means doing this on a regular basis. Well, I know sometimes we manifest really cool stuff without any effort around it at all. One tiny little thought. We never think on it again, and next week, there it is. But for those of us who are manifesting money or financial abundance in some form, and it isn't already happening that effortlessly, it is for us to get more deliberate about managing that vibration so we come into alignment with what we want. And I don't have any attachment to how we do that. I don't have any attachment to that we do that. But for those of us who want to use our powers in the way we were meant to, find something, whatever, anything that lights you up on a regular basis and whatever you have the most fun with, that's what's going to serve you the best. I like the idea of having, a. for me, the variety is crucial. I will burn out on a practice really quickly if I'm just doing the same thing day in and day out. And that's one reason why I'm swapping this up monthly. It gives me enough time to get good at something, but not enough time to get sick to death of it. So listening to your guidance, being willing to experiment, I really wanted to spotlight those tips from this conversation. Jeanette, did you see Guest 12's question in chat? No. It was, right after, it was after Brent's question, and they asked, what if who you were being wouldn't look at prices? Or you would just buy whatever you wanted, you know, right now, but you don't have that available to do that, you know, in real well, life. How would you I might work explain with that? it this way. I might explain it this way. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to somehow want to reconcile this, right? So if I'm the person who has incredible financial wealth, but I also believe that I would buy whatever I want without looking at prices, and yet I'm out and about in this real world and my credit card kind of requires me to be paying attention to that stuff – I would the way I would approach it, and again, this is maybe someone else has a different suggestion. I bet everyone else would have a different answer to this. But what we're looking to do is find a way for it to make sense in our minds, so I can still be this person who still has this habit, like the person who would quit her job once she has she doesn't have to work for money anymore. But I'm still going to work. Why am I going to work if I got all this freaking money? Because I'm a nice person, and they haven't replaced me yet. That's how hard I am to replace. I would tell some story along like along those lines. But if it came to looking at prices, I would be thinking that, you know what, rich people, they do make smart financial decisions. They don't like to be taken advantage of financially. They like to know they're getting a good deal. So I'd probably be looking at it just to know that this is an appropriate thing for me to be paying. I might tell that sort of – I've heard Janet refer to this as like your cover story. The way that we, and I don't know if she got it from me or from someone else or if Janet made that up herself, but I like that idea of how we explain those things that we think might look different. Like once I'm in love, I might not be still on, if I'm happily married, I wouldn't have a profile on eHarmony, right? Well, maybe I do because I'm just, I'm, my sister asked me to check out her profile and I'm helping her with her dating life, maybe. Or maybe I'm doing a cover, I'm writing a story on an, ar- an article for online dating. Maybe this is part of my research for a client. I don't know. I'm going to find some way that this makes sense in that world so I'm not feeling the contradiction of it. You could say that you're a philanthropist and you're, you're actually out on a shopping trip for somebody else and you're just tracking the, the information for the I know, like philanthropy foundation. My neighbor. Need, yeah. Maybe I've got an elderly neighbor, and she likes to watch her pennies, maybe. Or maybe I don't look at prices. Maybe I, maybe I don't purposely notice it. I mean, maybe it just, yeah, okay, I happened in glancing to notice how much this was, but it doesn't really matter because I could afford whatever it is. Maybe, maybe I just look at them a little differently than like, hmm, can I afford this or not? But I will say this. Hello, no matter how much money you have, uh, not everyone does this, but a lot are still, it's one of the ways they feel responsible with money to pay attention to what they're spending. It's, it's actually not unusual for people with ridiculous wealth to look at prices, and that might be the easiest way around it. Not because oh. you have to watch how much you're spending, but just because 
you it just feels better. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone else probably has some other tips too. What do you guys think? I heard a famous jewelry designer. I mean, he designs for people who buy million dollar plus jewelry designs, custom designs that he does. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm I'm here to tell you right now, he says, I don't want to burst your bubble. But the vast majority of millionaires and billionaires that are buying jewelry when they travel, they're wearing cubic zirconia. They are not going to. They are right? not going to travel <laughs> with their real gems. Those things are in vaults, and they yeah. are, you know, they are under lock and key and guard, and they they only come out when, you know, special occasions when they're in their own home. But Otherwise, I love that. Otherwise, when they're out and about, they're buying. And and this particular jewelry designer, he's from the Harry Winston family. He's Charles Winston. He's the son of the guy who found the Hope Diamond, okay, and and gave the Hope Diamond to the Smithsonian. So Harry Winston was the famous guy that gave all the jewels to the stars when they were on the red carpets, right? They would borrow the jewels from him. So he and his family has been in jewelry design since the 1700s. Okay. Wow. They serve the elite of the elite of the elite. He knows what he's talking about when he says, I, "Let me." I guarantee you, they are not walking down. They are not walking down Fifth Avenue wearing a real diamond. They've got their cubic zirconia on, and if they're traveling outside of the country, guarantee you, they're they're wearing CZ because if it gets stolen or lost, they're just not going to worry about it. They're going to go back and order a fifty dollar ring. <laughs> That is such a perfect example of of how to rectify it. Yeah. Our reality between our and it's all realities. I'm I'm I was having trouble. I don't know if you noticed during the call, having trouble finding words to describe this reality and this other reality because they're both real. We're just playing with time a little bit and and we're being the one. And that's how you know when Bashar says that we're transporting ourselves via our focus between billions of realities per second. That's really hard to grasp. But he said the reason why change seems to happen so slowly is because we aren't focusing very differently. And that if we could learn to focus more in, in, in more different ways, change would happen faster. I did not say that very eloquently, but I like that reminder that what we're doing here is practicing a bigger difference in focus. I'm trying to remember that other guy. There's a there's an American guy. His family descended from Ireland, but he's American, and he became a billionaire um, with uh, you know those discount stores that they have in airports for um, no tariff products. Like you can buy products without having to pay tax. Mm-hmm. On them. Well, he and a bunch of partners had created these stores and they, they boomed in the U- U.S. and then they expanded globally and he became a millionaire. And when you look at pictures of him as he was making his money, like, you know, once he became a millionaire and, you know, $100 million and $200 million, he had a certain kind of preppy look about him. And then once he became like a billionaire and then a mega billionaire like you know 10 billion dollars 20 billion dollars 30 billion dollars he completely changed Jeanette he stopped he just started wearing things that were comfortable mm-hmm. he stopped worrying he stopped worrying about impressing anybody he just he complete and he's since taken his money and created this incredible endowment where he's gone back to Ireland and he's built all these universities and these buildings and these structures to support the economy and the people um, in Ireland where his family was originally from. And he's he's using his money in a philanthropic way now, but it's just so interesting to see that trajectory because when he was on the rise making money, he had the big house and the big fancy stuff. And he since sold all that stuff because he found that he enjoyed a simpler, calmer life, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we, where we are, we think, well, once I have money, I'm going to have a, a private jet and I'm going to have a grand house and I'm going to have, well, you never know. You might at some point and then you might get really rich and decide like, you don't want any of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot tell you how many well, the, the couple that I bought this house from, they had a lot of toys. They have a lot of room for a lot of toys. And they just, one of the reasons they sold their house was that the upkeep on all the toys, it just wasn't their highest joy. 
not that they use those words, to to have a boat after the kids were grown and to have the um, jet skis and to have the four-wheelers. And so that, I, I think that, it, in fact, yesterday there I was at the mechanic shop picking up my 2003 Ford Focus hatchback, and I was wearing my favorite purple sweater that is very pilled. Do you know what I mean? Like it looks pretty ratty, but I love it. I really, it's really so like it. It's yeah. so playing. <laughs> it's it's purple. It's I just it's I've got a lot of hours logged in that sweater. I I and I don't care. <laughs> I like it. So there I am, probably looking like a girl who needs a discount on her on services, and um and I'm I'm probably the last one in that shop who did. So that that's I think can help eliminate any what seem like contradictions in who we're being and what it seems like our reality is allowing us right now. Yeah, yeah. Kendall's comment on Abraham's uh, comments about how soon they're going to have to do workshops on demanifesting because we're manifesting so much stuff. Okay, so anyone else have any questions, comments, thoughts, or tips on this month's practice? I, for one, am going to go, because I'm not going to be remembering in three days. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting today. I don't know my phrase yet, but I'm going to keep Gina's tip in mind. I may be making something bigger because that lit me up for some reason. So I'm going to be playing around with it. If anyone discovers anything along the way that you think might be helpful for others, please do post in the forum. There is a thread in the money forum for April's Money Aligner practice. So I look forward to hearing everyone's thoughts and experiences there. Big love, everyone. Thanks for joining the conversation today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.